0: Hello, BookThinkers family, and welcome to our personal development podcast, BookThinkers Life-Changing Books. During each episode, we interview one of the world's top authors. As a listener, you can expect to discover new books, new mentors, and new resources that you can use to achieve more and live better. This week, BookThinkers founder Nicholas Hutchinson sits down in Iceland with Icelandic author and businessman Gunnar Andriy. For over 25 years, Gunnar has been a key player in the business of sales in Iceland, specializing in personal development. Today's conversation is about the follow-up to Gunnar's first book, Message from the Middle of Nowhere. It's called Message from the Hidden People. Gunnar will explain how he decided to make his follow-up book a fictional adventure novel about some of the amazing folklore and history of Iceland while still weaving in his personal development message. Join Nick and Gunnar as they discuss some of the fantastic stories and locations of Iceland. We hope you enjoy this conversation with Gunnar Andre.
1: Gunnar, welcome to the BookThinkers Life-Changing Books podcast, man. How are you feeling today?
2: Fantastic. Thank you, Nick.
1: Yeah, so a little bit of backstory for everybody. Gunnar's been on the podcast before. During our first episode, we talked about Message from the Middle of Nowhere, which is Icelandic Viking philosophy for conquering the challenges of business and life. And so that was recently. What yeah. was that, over the summer? Yeah, last summer. Not a yeah. long time ago. Not a long time ago. And so I found myself in Iceland again because this place is beautiful. And uh, I thought, you know what? I know Gunnar has his next book finished already. And since I'm in Iceland, I've got to interview him about it. Tell everybody a little bit about it. So that's what we're here to talk about today.
2: Yes, what do you want to know?
1: <laughs> well, first off, let's tell everybody a little bit about who you are, in case they didn't listen to the first episode, and then we can dive into the next book. So why don't you introduce yourself to everybody?
2: Yes, uh, like you say, my name is Gunnar Andri Thorison, in Icelandic Thorison. Uh, I'm a author, speaker. I've been doing that here in Iceland for over 25 years, 26 years now. Yeah, entrepreneur, I'm in business, and what can I say? I have one daughter, she's grown up, she's living in Stockholm, and uh, that's it.
1: (laughs) And uh, what's a quick summary of the first book for everybody? What What can they expect to learn if they decide to read this message from the middle of nowhere?
2: You know, learn a lot of things about Iceland, and I use my life story to bring the message. Uh, in the book. And uh, what they will uh, learn and realize that uh, one of the most important thing in life is persistence. So they will learn a lot of uh, about Iceland and also get, I think, uh, great message from the Iceland way of thinking.
1: I like the Iceland way of thinking. So I've heard rumors of this next book. I know that you finished it. I know it's a little bit different. So why don't you tell everybody, what is the title of the next book?
2: Uh, the title is similar, but it's Message from the Hidden People.
1: Message from the Hidden People. Yeah. What is the Message from the Hidden People?
2: They are many, and really, we can say to simplify this, is, uh, that goes into, you know, a lot of things about attitude, a lot of things about knowledge and how important it is, a lot of things about persistence, a lot of things about, you know, don't give up, but it's a book about uh, mainly hope, we can say that.
1: It's a book about hope. Yeah. Now, your first book, Message from the Middle of Nowhere, was non-fiction, right? So yeah. it, it detailed your journey growing up, a lot of the sales strategies about persistence and hope, using your life as an example. What's different about the next book?
2: It's totally different because it's a novel, and uh, mm. this is a story, this is the adventure, And uh, I mix now into it, not uh, true stories from my life, but I uh, mix into it all kinds of folk stories from elves, from trolls, from monsters, from ghosts, and all kinds of stories that people used to believe in the old days here. And the stories are crazy. Uh, Maybe you want to ask me about and tell some stories. I'm not sure if I want to do that, but you know, they're quite crazy.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about Iceland, because one of the reasons that I love traveling here so much is that it's so different than the United States. You know, people here, it seems like some people still do believe in elves and trolls and ghosts and and all of these types of things. Why Why do you think that is? Why is it a part of the culture?
2: Um, for many reasons, because we have uh, only a few hours light in the wintertime, only four and we used to tell stories and, and, you know, we can see elves and trolls in every, any corner on any hills. But even if you don't believe in elves in Iceland, you will never put your tent on uh, uh, some place that uh, people say elves live there and they will be angry. You you will never take the chance, even if you don't believe in them, you know, you know your car will maybe exploit, you know. So you you don't take that chance.
1: Yeah, there was an example in your first book about the house that you grew up on, on Elf Hill Road. Yeah. And the construction equipment. Can you tell that story?
2: Yes, uh, actually, they were planning to have the road that means Elf Hill Road, uh, the street I live. And there was always uh, so many problems going on when they were trying to build this road. So it ended up that they made, uh, how do you say it, uh, a detour. Yeah, detour, yeah. Around the hill and, and name the street, Elf Hill Road. So, because people believe that uh, elves live there. And actually in my new book, uh, this Elf uh, Hill is part of the story also. Makes an appearance. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Okay, so what other types of what what do you call them? Folklore, mystical beings. What other types of uh, characters do you have? You have humans, but you have elves. What yeah. else?
2: All kinds of monster.
1: All kind of monsters. I have a
2: monster also in the book, and a ghost, mm-hmm. and trolls, and all kind of uh, mystical species. You know that lives in the heightened world.
1: Yeah, what I love about, I mean, we, we'll keep talking about this because I think it's so cool. What I love about Iceland is that there's a big culture around reading. Yeah. I think Iceland, your your country is the most literate country on the planet, right? Yeah. Yeah, so reads the most books per capita.
2: Yeah, per capita. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually crazy. Yeah, we, re- we read a lot. And I've heard that one of every 10 Icelanders have published some Book or something oh really yeah so wow. it's something crazy number like that yeah
1: but how many have published two books not, not that many not that <laughs> many but
2: some people have published 10 15 yeah uh, even 30 40
1: but when you're when you're growing up and you live outside of the city and there's not a lot of daylight yeah right you grow up reading books and telling stories you know it, is that kind of what it was like for you
2: yes and also in the christmas time we call it Yola uh, Boka floet we have a special name for it and that means uh, book avalanche.
1: Book avalanche.
2: Books avalanche in the Christmas time because we, we give so many books in for Christmas gift and we read still a lot, but not the same as much as we used to, but we are a, a big readers. And I think my books are structures in the storytellings because of, you know, maybe it's in my gene, I don't know. But uh, we are so used to, you know, read stories and tell stories. That's just part of our nation. Yeah. Our culture.
1: Read stories, tell stories. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Going all the way back to the earlier days of Icelandic history. Yeah. I know that back in the ninth century there were some monks that lived on the island.
2: Yeah, you have heard about that.
1: I have heard about that. So. Does that play a role in your story? You know, did these types of people encounter the elves and the trolls and, and stuff like that in Icelandic folklore? Uh,
2: yes, uh, most people, uh, many people know that Iceland was settled uh, by Vikings in around 870. But what many people don't know is that was uh, probably monks living here in Iceland before that. And there is a lot of things that uh, back this up the story. For example, there's a uh, island in east part of Iceland, is called Pape. At this island, there's uh, two hills. One is a Church of Elf, and one is, uh, the castle is the House of Elves. And uh, the story says that back in thousand years ago or so, there was a secret script there, hiding in this castle, the Elf Church. Probably, just the rumor, that uh, this monks was the first people to know about it because they was you know a little bit spiritual and they you know had the grasp of this uh, secret uh, secret uh, message yes from the elf and uh, nobody had found this uh, in 1978 there was a young guy that wanted to try to find this secret manuscript to Better in life and business and all kinds of things, and he went on trip to try to find it with his uh, grandfather and grandmother, and that's the yeah the story. That's this the is, story of this next book. Yeah, I, I made this all up, but not the uh, the hill, <laughs> the Castelli. It means the castle, and the Empu is the name of the uh, church. I think it was like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I can promise you one thing: when you read the book, you will asking yourself, is this really true story or not? Or did this, this really happen or not? Is he making it up or is it really some old Icelandic stories because they are so crazy.
1: Yeah, no, I love that about all of these stories in Icelandic folklore. It sounds like a lot of them are very hard to believe but it also feels like in a way they're all true as well.
2: Yeah. It's hard to pick one story from another to tell about but I think it's the best way to just say that uh, you know the story are so crazy. Uh, it's like sometimes in real life, you know, like you when you're watching movies that are based on true stories, that you know you think, can this really be? Was it like that? And this is a true story? No, they they are making it up. And same goes like uh, you will read the book message from hitting people that. Is this true or not? So it's, yeah. yeah well, if it if you understand.
1: It happened to us the other night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we went to dinner.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah you should tell that story. Yeah, this,
2: uh, life can be strange, and many people will maybe think that this is not true, but you know, you, you witness this. So yeah, we went to this restaurant, and I have already booked the table, and it was quite crowded in there and I've never been to this restaurant and I said and I've never said before I said uh, yes uh, I want to have the president uh, table and the guy looked at me what what do you mean yeah like the president table you know probably it, it's in the corner I had no clue I had never been there We, I always have that table and this was my first time at the restaurant and he said and look at me excuse me you cannot have the this table because the president is sitting on it <laughs> and it was true the president the first female president in the world was sitting at the table so this just happened
1: yeah and what was even stranger about that story is that we had different plans Yeah. But unfortunately, we had to reroute them. We had to delay them. Yeah. uh, Because of some work stuff. And so you chose this new restaurant. Yeah. And the reservation was moved. Yeah. And uh, then the president was just sitting at the table. And so, yeah, she was the president from 1980 until 1996, right? The first female president. Yes. True. In a democratic country. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah.
2: And uh, my book uh, message from the Hidden people is also. There's a lot of strange stories similar to this also. And this uh, new book have a lot of things to do also with luck. You will question it when you read the book. Is luck something that I can create by myself? Or what is luck? You know, it's all. I go also into that.
1: Yeah, well, luck has been a subject of conversation over the last couple of days while we've been hanging out as yeah. well. When, when did you become interested in the subject of luck?
2: I, I don't know. Many years ago. Because uh, so many people they have been telling me that you are so lucky, you have a good karma or something. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I, I believe that uh, you can help with the luck. You can create even the luck. Depends on you know if you're open-minded, you're willing to try out something new. You know, it's not just luck that we are sitting here together. You know, Nick, yours are the first contact on Instagram about the book. So, was that luck? I don't know. Lotteries may be luck, but you know, you can create your luck if you do certain things in a certain way, I think.
1: Yeah, no, I think so too. And even with the lottery, which is totally random, if I buy two tickets instead of one, I'm doubling my luck, right?
2: Yeah. But
1: we uh, <laughs> <laughs> still won't win. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: I'm not a big believer that uh, I have not this uh, lucky mentality. I don't have that. so. But still, you can create your own luck.
1: Yeah. So tell me about the process of writing this book. I mean, you go from nonfiction about your own life to creating a novel. Was that a scary process?
2: Nick, this is a fantastic question. First, when I wanted to write a book, it never came up to my mind to write a novel because I was not ready for it. And I wanted to bring message from Iceland. And, you know, the only way I thought it was possible when I wrote message from the middle of nowhere was to use my own life to do it. But after I finished this book and I start thinking, I want to do similar book, but in a really different way. It sounds a little bit like yin and Yang. But then I just uh, start to think about it. And I was always thinking about how can I do it? And how can I mix again all kind of Icelandic with some message? So the only way now was to write a novel. So uh, in the COVID, I took a special tour around Iceland with um, one motorhome. And uh, in this trip, I had uh, all kinds of strange things. You know, the weather was sometimes really bad. You know, there's a lot of things that happened in this trip because there was, was so windy, I had to sleep in the car in the middle of nowhere near to Vatnajökull, the glacier. And I used this trip to build up the story. So, yeah, so it was a lot of, um, how do you say, preparing myself for the stories just they did not happen over the night. But when I have structured uh, the main story, because of this trip and when I start uh, writing the book it took not so long time it was I was overflowed it was it was crazy and I really was thinking many times who is writing this book because I was looking at my computer and I was so surprised where did this come from and always the story went to you know from this you know I was starting here and I had no clue where I was going. I had only, you know, next stop, next visit will be some elves in this part of Iceland. And this, in this part of Iceland, will even talk about some old Vikings. So I will talk about the monster here in East part of Iceland, this crazy story. And, but uh, it was like someone else was uh, writing a book that. that was really strange. Huh.
1: Yeah, you know, that's interesting. We were talking a little bit about the author, Stephen Pressfield, who I was with last week in Malibu, and he believes in something called the muse. So in the beginning of the book, The Odyssey, Mm. there's this, it's called the invocation of the muse, and it's basically this affirmation to the world, to the gods to say, hey, like use me as a vessel to create something great.
2: Yeah, I, I felt that way. It was, yeah. it, uh, it, it was crazy. I, I was so surprised and I was thinking, how could I do that? How did I come with this idea? Where did it come from?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it was, uh, so it was never writing blocks. it was writing overflow. And that's why I have started uh, the sequel of this book, you know, Message from the Hidden People. And the work title is uh, The Secrets from the Hidden People, the next one.
1: How many different characters did you develop for this next book?
2: I'm not counting them. At least, uh, I'm not sure, maybe around 20, 20 characters. And, uh, you know, all the characters I can build a book about around them because I went so deep into building the characters. You know, his name is Mukur. He does not me- name it only Mückur. He is named Mückur Kluka. That means Mückur the clock, one elf, so to give a little bit sneak peek into the next story next book, after this book is maybe he will talk about time management I'm not promising that but to give you a little bit clue
1: Yeah, so yeah. there's like a, a little bit of a, there's still a personal development aspect to the novels that you're writing
2: Absolutely, totally uh, I use these elves and trolls and monsters to tell the stories to bring the message And so this is a 100% personal development book for sure, but I've never heard about personal development book like this that talk in every chapter about something really mystical, really secrets, you know, rumors, folk stories, nothing like that.
1: Yeah, and I remember in your first book you talk about when. When did you start reading personal development? You were like fourteen years old or something. Uh, Eleven years 11 old. Eleven years old. Yeah. Wow.
2: After my mother died, so I start. My first book was, I think I told you that in the last podcast, it was uh, the power of positive thinking by Norman Vincent Peel. That was the first personal book I was reading, and since then, now for more than forty years, I have been. Reading personal development books and also a lot of folk story That was my favorite when I was a child, and that helps me also a lot now when I'm writing this book. That I have been reading, you know, all the old folk stories you know Iceland have. I think most of them. So I I knew the story because I'm been re- reading them, and also because I grown with my grandmother and grandfather, and they were always telling me stories. So. So I was just also raised by that. So that make a big part of, you know, this book. It, I mean, it took, did it not take me so long time to write it, but it took my whole life to prepare me for the, this book. Yeah. I can say that.
1: Yeah. So you are uniquely qualified to write it because there are not so many other people who are as versed in personal development, but also Icelandic folklore.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so this is actually, I'm using that really funny part when you say it. And it's so true because, you know, I was reading personal development book very really young, not because of good reason, because my mother died. I was, you know, building myself up and I was also reading a folk story. I have not been reading so much of uh, uh, crime stories or that kind of story, you know, novels like that. But I have been reading a lot of adventure stories that happens here, in, especially in Iceland.
1: Yeah, I got to take a nice look at your bookshelves last night. Yeah, You, you like to read and underline and highlight and yeah. go, go through books multiple times. In
2: multiple times, yeah.
1: Yeah. Where did you learn that?
2: I have no clue. I've done this for many, many, many years and I, I have no clue where I learned it. Uh, it's, it's so long time since I started. And also I did it not show you uh, many times I in the back end of the book I write when I started and when I finish it. So I can take a lot of books and find, ah, I was last time reading this in 2012.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually do that same thing. Okay. Yeah, so sometimes I'll, I do it on the front cover, sometimes I'll open up the book yeah. and and I'll see, okay, I read it in February of 2017, I read it in March of, you know, 2019, and I can see each time.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. And the reason is so good to underline then, you know, for example, if you need the motivation, you need to pump up your energy or something, you just go take five, six great books, you just open up and you read only what you have underlined, and it's like you have... Uh, how do you say, vitamin... An you, IV. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just inject it right yeah, into yeah, your bloodstream. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, I was trying to say that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of language, English is not your first language, but no. you're you're very good with English.
2: Thank you very much. Um, I used to be terrible, but it's really strange. Uh, it's really easy for me to read in English, but I'm not used to speak English, So, so it's a good...
1: It's good practice. Good pa- practice for me, I think. So you, I, I, I think you actually write your books in Icelandic, right? And then they get translated?
2: Yeah, I write it in Icelandic and uh, then it's editing and, and translated. And actually I have dyslexia, the, the you know. so Dyslexia. Dyslexia, yeah. yeah. So the text can be a little bit, you know, I have to go over and over and over again,
1: you know. Well, that that's uh, it's amazing that you've read so many books. And you've now written multiple books yeah. with dyslexia. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's why it's really important for me to read every day. I, I, I feel it if I don't read it for uh, even week, my reading speed it go down. So I, uh, I have to read every day.
1: Mm-hmm. How much time do you spend reading every day?
2: Usually one hour.
1: One hour a day? Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah yeah, well, I know one thing with you is if you're going to do something, you're going to do it the right way. You're going to go all in.
2: Yeah, I only know that. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I work best. I, I, it's, you can you are pregnant or not. You are not almost pregnant. You have to go all in you know.
1: <laughs> I love it. All right, we'll take a quick break. Hello, BookThinkers family, a quick word from today's podcast sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, business, and my favorite, personal development. And as part of Audible's partnership with us, we're actually offering listeners a free 30-day trial. This trial includes one credit, good for any premium selection titles you'd like on the whole platform. So that's pretty much any book, including the one we're talking about today. That book is yours to keep even after the trial is over. Now, this trial also includes access to Audible's plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness programs, and Audible originals. You can listen all you want, no credits needed. Now, everyone on the BookThinkers Instagram knows that I love physical paper books. There's nothing better than having a book in your hand, scribbling notes everywhere in the margins. I kind of tear those things up. But I've been completing an additional 20 to 30 books every single year using Audible by listening when I'm in the car, doing chores around the house, or while I'm on my morning walks or runs. You could take advantage of this free trial by clicking the link in today's show notes or going to www.bookthinkers.com slash audible trial. You will not regret it. Now, back to today's episode. So Gunnar, you told me that the book happens in 1978. Why
2: is that? There's uh, many reasons for it. For example, in 1978 there was a no mobile phone at the, that time and also uh, the roads in Iceland was not as good as they are today so many things will happen in this adventure trip that we are trying to find this uh, secrets, uh, script from the hidden people so that was also really good and also you know I write the book uh, When you read it, you will see it also as a picture, like on big screen. So people have been asking me many times, could this be actually a movie or, you know, some TV series? And absolutely. And I I write it in many ways also because of that from the beginning. And uh, the road was not the same. There was a lot of all kind of danger. For example, in the nature here in Iceland, now we have done some things to be more safe, for example. So I could not say and tell the story in the same way and be make the story as much excited for the reader if it happened today. So that is one of the reasons, yeah. And also I wanted to make up this atmosphere, you know, what he was listening when he was driving, what kind of music was going on, you know, you know the whole picture, yeah. So they gave me a lot of things that I was able to do by storytelling because no phones, better, better roads, and something like that. Huh. If that if that explains a little bit about it.
1: Yeah, it does. Iceland. We talked about all of the elves and trolls and monsters and things like that but it also has a a crazy weather and a crazy landscape you know this is a country that i like to visit because you see crazy waterfalls and geysers and uh volcanoes yeah you know the other day i was at a lagoon in the hot water so i was in a hot spring it was snowing on my face yeah (laughs) and where else in the world can that kind of stuff happen so it's just a magical place and and it makes sense that you're able to come up with this story yeah
2: it's really much yeah absolutely i'm really excited nick about this (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: no me too me too so in the writing process it sounds like you have a lot of detail like what music was on the radio and things like that i mean i don't know if I don't know if a lot of authors go into that level of detail, so why did you choose to do that?
2: Um, for example, I choose even the song was playing on the radio. I just name maybe uh, the song and nothing more. If you know the song, maybe, and mo- many of them, of course, are from 1975, six, seven, and eight. And if you know this uh, song, um, even if you're much younger, Uh, you will make some pictures in your mind. So this book is really much about you using your imagination when you're reading it. And I I put a lot of trust in the readers to, you know, see the total picture. So that's one of the parts of, you know, to make the, uh, the picture sharper, to make the atmosphere, you know. And just, I took a lot of hours just to find maybe one song they have to be at this moment, you know, I spend a lot of time in in research, really much time. It's much more time in research than in writing.
1: Yeah, so more research than your first book?
2: Yeah, because I was based on my life story, so that, you know, I just have to, you know, think about how was it, my life story, and it was uh, totally different when I was, Writing a message from the middle of nowhere, I have to think about my life, and sometimes it was not so much pleasurable because, and it's you know wound up if I can say so, you know, a lot of things, and and it was it was not always joy, <laughs> but to make the story better, I have to be honest, and and that's you know, but when I have a novel, I have to go really much into research,
1: you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, you told me the other day that you've been doing sales training for 25 plus years. Yes. Yet, uh, and you've only been writing for a couple of years, but if you had to give one up, you'd give up the sales training and you would stick with the writing.
2: Yeah, true, because I I love it. I love it. And uh, my dream was if I can write a lot of books that can help people, both give them education and entertainment maybe even in the same time. Because if you get entertainment and you learn in the same time, best of the both, you know, if I could do that and nobody knows my name, nobody knows who I am, I'm really fine by that, you yeah. know. I really love writing. This is, even if I still love uh, holding a seminar here in Iceland, and it's never happened, not once for t- 26 years, Not once that I thought, oh, I'm thinking about quitting this or, you know, do something else and I don't like it. No, it's never happened. I I always love it.
1: So even though this is a novel, your goal is to teach people and entertain people at the same time.
2: Yeah, yeah, blow up your mind. (laughs) That's my goal with the book, that you will be, you know, this mind-blowing, you know, what is this Is this true? Is it not true? In the same time, you get some message from all kinds of creatures, the elf. And maybe the main person in the book will find this uh, secret hidden script, but we will find out.
1: Yeah, what is the secret?
2: Yeah, that's the secret. (laughs) That's the secret. What is the secret? Uh, I will not tell you that here. But, you know, maybe there are many. I'm not going to spoil it.
1: For everybody listening today, when is this book going to come out?
2: And this year, 2023, I've finished it, you know, but still I'm I'm taking a little bit closer look into it. I'm making a little bit uh, sharper, some characters. For me, it doesn't matter if it comes out after three months, six months, even nine months. Uh, It will not be published until I'm 100% satisfied. And it's really hard to satisfy me about when I'm writing and and doing my stuff. So if people are curious they, I, I encourage you to all people to go to my website gunnarandri.com and uh, put your name on the email list and if you want to know about when it's published you know, you will get email for sure or follow me on Instagram you will you will know it before everybody else
1: I know that your target reader for the first book was maybe a young professional who, who was also curious in Iceland. Is it the same Target reader for this next book?
2: I was really specific in the message from the middle north nowhere. You're right, Nick. I was thinking about young entrepreneur, curious about Iceland, and from maybe 23, 35, something around, around that. What surprised me, like I've told you before, that so many other people's older are reading the book and loving the book. But now it's uh, much uh, wider. I think. Uh, people even that don't read personal development book will love it and gain I will sneak to them all kind of great good messages, because they like to read maybe at once your book something crazy you know my goal is that when you finish the chapter you have to start reading the next chapter you know it's like you finish watching some movie and the movie ends uh, the, uh, the episode ends and you have to watch the next one because I build the book uh, in a similar way i th- I believe I'm not gonna say that book is for everyone, but uh, you know it's for much bigger audience really much much, much more bigger,
1: yeah, I like that. There's a saying that I'm familiar with, which is sell them what they want to be sold, but give them what they really need, yeah, right, so you're selling them an adventure book, but you're really giving them personal development information, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Are there, are there any books that you've read before that gave you an outline for this one that gave you an idea? Like, do you read any adventure books that have personal development lessons? No,
2: n- n- not one. I have, uh, nobody have pointed out that yeah this book is similar here is uh, some trolls and elves and monsters and and you know and the, here is the bringing the message and avalanche and uh, eruptions going on and ghosts and monks yeah. I have never found any book just even close to be a little bit similar
1: <laughs> Yeah it's funny people yeah. people probably think of Iceland and they go yeah okay eruptions but last time I was here we flew over uh, a semi-active volcano yeah. that erupted again, and then even while I was here during this trip, there's uh, an eruption warning near the airport. So imagine yeah. if that—imagine if uh, if a volcano starts spewing lava near the airport, I, I'd have to stay in Iceland. Uh, that can
2: <laughs> happen. And actually, now there's a lot of earthquakes going on. Uh, when we are, you know, talking right now, there's a lot of earthquakes going on. So it's highly likely that's going to be eruption. Soon. It's, it's not the question if it's going to be eruption. It's just when. Mm-hmm. So we always live with this threat, you know, and we have really many active volcanoes. And they also, volcanoes, make some part in the story, message from the hidden people, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. How long does, does the story take to unfold? I mean, does it all happen in 1978 in the course of uh, a week? Uh,
2: this is actually... Good question. It happens about, we can say, this uh, This is actually a trip around Iceland. So if you're curious about Iceland and if you read the book, if you have planned to go around Iceland, that will be really good fun for you. So the book is happens, the main story is in about 10 days or so, 10, 12. So if you take the whole spectrum, it's maybe one year or so the total, but the main story is ten days. This trip that they try to find this secret script
1: is the main character based on you? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. No,
2: no. And I, I used my friends. I used people where I, I can see on a coffee house everywhere, and I put it in the character of uh, the elves and the trolls, and and of course maybe something from me, maybe. Because I'm writing, it must come something from me. But you know, but I don't build the character of myself uh, as as the character of the person. But you know, uh but I use actually the location where I used to live on Alf Hill. The characters actually living there also in the book. Yeah. So so I use a lot of things from my life. But you know, I change everything.
1: Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think everybody's got a good understanding of, of what this next book can be like, and they can go to your website if they want to learn a little bit more.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, or your Instagram, good. So we'll have all of that in the show notes. Maybe we could talk a little bit more about Iceland and why I like traveling here, just so that some people in the audience can get a good understanding of why they should visit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's only about a 4-hour flight from Boston, yeah. which uh, that surprises a lot of people. It's not very far away. Yeah. Iceland is it it actually sits on two tectonic plates. Yes. Right? So part of it is the North American yeah. plate, like where the United States is, but yeah. part of it is the Eurasia plate. Yeah. So Iceland belongs to Europe, right?
2: yes Uh, actually that is also one of the reason the title of uh, message from the middle of nowhere because we are actually in the middle of nowhere in iceland
1: yeah the other day uh with rachel i did a snorkeling excursion where you actually swim in freezing water yeah uh and it's it's actually glacier water so it's crystal clear it's filtered through the earth and it was a beautiful experience but that's what they told us is they said you are you're between two tectonic plates. Yes. There's about 6 kilometers of space here and so it's it's Iceland but it's technically not anything because yeah. it's uncharted territory. Yeah. It's the middle of nowhere.
2: It's middle of nowhere. You're so right.
1: And that's what's so cool about Iceland is there's just so many strange things about it, you know, like you could you could be between tectonic plates that are separating and you can go swimming. Yeah. You know where else in the world can that happen?
2: And also, it's really well known here in Iceland. And you have experience; you can having sun after five minutes, you have rain, and after five minutes, you have snowy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then suddenly, big wind.
1: Yeah, we've been lucky that we've had really nice weather so far.
2: Yeah, so we are so used to this in Iceland, and that's why we have to, you know, think. Yeah, we are going to do it. We are going to north part of Iceland if the weather allows us to do it. So mm. we always have to think about that, you know, that's yeah. part of our life.
1: Uh, last time I was here, I took a couple of road trips. I didn't do all the way around Iceland. Maybe after reading your book, I will.
2: I think you will really want to do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure about it even.
1: They call it the ring road. Right?
2: Ring road. Yeah. So the whole story is also the ring road.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's, there's obviously, we've mentioned some waterfalls and volcanoes, but last time I also went to the Black Sand Beach.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of things that happened in message from the hidden people at that place. Yeah. He found some lucky stones there.
1: Yeah, and I remember you told me that, and Rachel said that last time she was here, she took a little lucky stone. Yeah,
2: so I already had, you know, when he was here last time, that was, you know, part of the story, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I think, uh, I think maybe over the next couple of days or maybe next time I visit, I'll have to go back to the Black Sand Beach and take a lucky stone. Take a two. Take,
2: take two. Take two. Take at least one lucky stone and one stone that you will be really happy that you took and also really disappointed.
1: Okay, what does that mean?
2: You have to read the book to find out. <laughs> uh, that, uh, I'm not going to spoil it by why, because you, now you're curious And that's one of the things I do in the book, I make you really curious. So you want to know more, you want to read more, you want to go to the next chapter. I will not tell you everything's, you know, so you have to figure it out, you have to find it out. You know, why, why is he going to be really disappointed and glad in the same time? Do you know, is it something that comes to your mind, Nick? When I say that, you will be really happy about you took the stone and also really disappointed.
1: I don't know. I remember we've talked about this before and maybe I had an idea or two, but I, uh, you know, I don't know. No. It reminds me of uh, the story in the Bible of of Adam and Eve with uh, the snake and the, you know, the apple. And uh, it's like sometimes the more you know, the less you know. You know, it's like, it's a good thing to know everything about the world, but that means there's positive and there's negative, right? Like there's... There's the positive things in life, mm-hmm. but there's also the pain and the sorrow. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you get exposed to both of them. You'll be happy about it, and you'll be sad about it.
2: Yeah, it's, um, that's what not what I'm talking about here in this case, so, but good try.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm excited to learn a little bit more about it. All right, cool. Anything else that you uh, want to share with, with the listeners today?
2: Mm, no. I think we are fine. I'm just really happy to have you here in Iceland once again, and I probably will come very soon. It seems like you like Iceland, and and Rachel, she like Iceland, so I'm really happy to have you here.
1: Yeah, really good food, really great people, really fun sights to see. I hope that... More members of the Book Thinkers family visit Iceland and share their photos with both of us on Instagram and yeah. pick up a copy of your first book and then your second book when it comes out as well.
2: Yeah, maybe I will publish them both together. I don't know. Ah, interesting. Uh, yeah, we will see. It's going really well writing the sequel. To a sequel, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the third book. Third book. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And do you have a title for that one?
2: Secret from the Hidden People is working title. Okay. Nice. Maybe that's the script. Maybe not. Maybe.
1: We'll the, see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Cheers. Great conversation, Gunnar. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here.
1: That is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Book Thinkers: Life Changing Books. It would mean the world to us if you could write a review and share this episode with a few of your friends. I mean, these books truly have the power to change people's lives, and by reviewing or sharing our podcast, you're helping us make an impact. If you have any recommendations for future guests or any constructive feedback for us on how we can improve our show, please feel free to submit a form on our website, www.bookthinkers.com, or send us a direct message on Instagram at bookthinkers. With that, I am signing off and I hope you have a wonderful day. Don't forget, go read something.